I was having an argument with my wife about an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. She seemed to be under the false impression that the replicator could solve the problem in the episode, but I was quick to point out that the replicator cannot even properly make alcohol, a simple beverage that has been known to man since ancient times. She pointed out that they must build the starships out of replicators, but we just don't know if they have the same replicator on the ship as what they use to create the starships. It's information we just don't have, and I thought it was reasonable to assume that the replicator could not solve the problem. Would not Jordi have thought of this? Or even Guinan, as she uses the replicator all the time for her job as the bartender in forward. She was not having it. She thought all the characters must be dumb. But then I pointed out how can they be dumb? Captain Picard is their boss. He is smarter than any man we even have a model of in living life. He, how could he not think of it if the replicator could have solved the problem? She pointed out that perhaps they were just blind to the solution because the replicator was so commonplace to them. Just as I can only imagine one way to use a can opener. I considered this but then tossed it aside. At the end of the day, though, the conversation did not matter, but it took up several hours, and I continued to think about it as I went to bed. Okay, spitballing here. What if the way that we do it and convince Terra is we murder all the orphans? <laughs> she has no reason left to stay there. Only now they come with it us. It only makes sense to come with us. Yeah. Welcome to No One Can Know About This, a podcast where we play every Final Fantasy. I'm Jeff Ekman. And I'm Ryan Kazmiski. And here we go, Season 3, Episode 18. Is it really Episode 18? It really is. I, I know. Where we left off last week, we went through a cave and we are about to enter Figaro Castle. Yeah, we found the stuck Figaro Castle. We're following Edgar, who's pretending to be somebody else, even though it's obviously him. Right. Yeah, Figaro Castle is underground and mm -hmm. it's been stuck there. And you find it through a cave system. You know, this calls it... How long do you think Figaro Castle could remain stuck underground? Well, you know, I kept asking that question of, like, how much storage do they have down there? Can they live for a year? Well, yeah, because I'm assuming they've been stuck since the the cataclysm or whatever you want to call it. The end of times. Yeah. I'm assuming that the end of times didn't happen, and then later they just happened to get stuck. Right. I don't think that that's like, how it happened. six months no. later. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> well, yeah, you and I were watching that show on AMC, The Terror, recently. Yeah. <laughs> which is about, like, a group of people who got frozen into ice and lived for, like, two years before they oh died. Oh, my God, I didn't think about that. Do you think that's what's been going on? Right. <laughs> There's people going, like, is it scurvy, sir? <laughs> like, yeah, like, um, like, in this castle, like... Binding wounds they yeah. know will never heal. When we enter Figaro Castle, they're going like, our canned food was lead poisoned. We didn't know. And yes. We've been going crazy down here. Half of the people have killed each other. Yeah, seriously. But I think that's a, it's one of those things where, you know, the British didn't go on an exploration without having enough booze for like three years. Right. If you got stuck somewhere, like you could just live. And so I assume that's what's going on in Figaro Castle, too. It must be. I mean, but they've also got a situation where they're like, don't go in the engine room there's a monster down there yeah so where we'll we're, get to that yeah we'll, 
where we're entering this episode, we've come out of caves into the prison room of the castle. Right. Like the cave led to the prison. Right, which is what the prison gang told us. They were like, after the thing got stuck underground, some sandworms came and like entered the prison, and we just escaped through their sandworm tunnels. <laughs> okay, and we're coming in through the sandworm tunnels. Is that right? That's what they said, but this we know this to be the, a tunnel we've been in before. Right. So I guess. I mean, they had limited capabilities back then. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Regardless, here we are entering the prison room of Figaro Castle. Mm-hmm. Let's go. I really hate doing that every time. <laughs> Nobody's making you. Aha. Oh, shit. So we're in, like, the front part of Figaro Castle. Yeah. And we can't enter the proper part of the castle because it's underground yeah. and there's, like, an open courtyard between us and that. Yeah, you're kind of restricted to, like, the entryway and the engine room and the yeah. prison. And so we head down to the engine room, which it turns out is a dungeon. Mm -hmm. And we run into an enemy called Neck Hunter. Neck Hunter. He only hunts necks. Fills that bag full of necks. Because that's a whole bag full of necks. And that's his neck scraper. He gets your neck with that thing. Yeah, he just scoops it out from between your head and your shoulders. So we make it to the engine, which is like a big machine. and It it's looks got, how you'd expect. Yeah. It looks like a couple big engines. And there's like fireflies in it. What Edgar has to say about this is he just goes like, what a mess. And I go, <laughs> Oh, there's I your problem. <laughs> Here's the problem. There's the flower petals floating all around. <laughs> what? Is... But boss, oh, that's dangerous. Are those petals of monster? I think they're petals of monster. They're flower monsters. So get going. What are you waiting for, Celeste? Oh, now he's just playing it like he wasn't even doing it. Give me a hand. That's a weird turn. So now that Edgar has gotten his, like, band of thieves to leave him alone for a second, mm -hmm. he reveals that it's him. Edgar, it is you! Well, Whoa, duh. my god! It is you! She she was almost for convinced for a second. He almost had her. Are we fighting each other? I mean, whoa. whoa. Okay, so that's what those floating things are supposed They're to look tentacles? like. tentacles? It's just like a mass of tentacles that's like filled the engine. <laughs> are they snakes? Is it like This a, is like the whoa. monster trucks. It's like, oh, there's your problem right there blobby tentacle monster in your engine. Yeah, right. So it's a pretty tough boss fight. There's like four tentacles you gotta kill. If I remember correctly, it's like a puzzle kind of thing. Some of them are healed by certain elements. Some of them are healed by other elements. Anyway, we beat it. At this point, we're pros. We're, you yeah. don't need the details. <laughs> it's It was like we were plumbers and being like, ah, oh, I see your problem mm -hmm. right there. You got a tentacle monster gunking up you, the works. You got a tentacle monster problem. Mm -hmm. Why the stupid face? Farce. <laughs> well, I had heard that Figaro had an accident, but I wanted to help, but didn't know where to look. I had to wait until they led me to their secret cave. Mm, okay. I see. And you couldn't quickly be like, shh, just go play along. Yeah, Edgar's whole thing was that he had to go undercover with the thieves who were going to secretly lead him to Figaro Castle. That's the worst part, is that he was such a dick about it. Right. He was like, hey, I'm doing a thing, why don't you... <laughs> uh-oh, uh let's hide. Oh, the monsters are gone. Boss? 
So the other thieves come out of like the other room and we're all hiding behind the engine very obviously. Yeah, I mean, if they had even done a cursory check of the whole room, they would have found us. But they walk in and they see that the monster is gone and they assume that the monster must have eaten their friend who's also gone. Like what? Must have been eaten by that thing. And then the thing disappeared. We're just standing. Like the one who's facing backwards could totally see us. <laughs> it wasn't even much of a monster. Well, let's go. The thieves leave, and we're like, shouldn't we arrest them? They're thieves. And Edgar's like, don't, we have much bigger fish to fry. I do actually like the, that point. He's like, the world is lawless, and there's super villains out there. Those guys are just thieves. <laughs> Stuff doesn't matter. Let's go. Let's go deal with Kafka. <laughs> Kafka's the one who we need to worry about. Those guys haven't committed any serious crimes. Yeah, relative now to the crimes that have been committed, those guys... Yeah, in a world where somebody citizens. destroyed the planet... <laughs> Everybody's a good person. Oh, it's been fixed because we we got the tentacles Next out of the, the surface. <laughs> the important part of this is that we fixed the engine and that Figaro can move around in the dirt again. Yeah, we have the option to go to Kolingen, which is the one other place that you can go in the castle. Mm-hmm. And we decide, wait a minute, let's explore here. Never say no to a free rest. We go back to the, like, sleeping room. It's not an inn, exactly. It's a place with some... It's a dormitory of some kind. Several of the castle's citizens left to join the cult of Kefka. If a loved one should call out a cult member's name, however... What? What does that mean? They don't all have new things to say, but some of them do. So again, talk to everybody (laughs) always. What Literally, what does that mean? I don't know what... They joined the cult of Kefka. If a loved one should call out a cult member's name, however, then what? I don't understand that at all. But I guess a lot of these people were underground when all this shit went down. They've been like, I don't know what's going on in the upper world. Wait a minute, everything's broken? <laughs> well, yeah, and they only travel between deserts, so they're like, I don't know, it looks the same to me. Like, we're in the desert still. Yeah, they're like always in a desert. They resurface and somebody stumbles up to the castle like, the land is turned fallow, nothing grows here. And they're like, I know, that's how it's always been. It's a desert. Yeah. <laughs> we go from barren land to barren land. Yeah. No more returners, no more empire. Now who am I going to side with? There's no one to side with. Yeah, there is no side anymore. That I mean, that's what it feels like probably when like the bad guy wins. Is you're like, I don't. I mean, oh look at this little detail. The curtain hangs down. Oh, and you can walk behind it. Yeah. Oh yeah, we got a party of three now. Who's that guy who's like, I want to start a war coliseum? Yeah. Did he ever get to achieve his dreams? Well, it seemed like the circumstances of the planet changed in his favor. To the kind. It, it, to the kind of. Something <laughs> else support something like a coliseum. So we're wandering around the world, kind of like pontificating on like, oh, what's going to be different about this thing I remember and that Mm -hmm. thing I remember? And we wander into a bar in some town and we run into another old friend. Yeah, an old friend who's just been sitting at the bar. Oh, well, well. Setzer, you're alive. Yeah, do you think his, like, piles of gambling money are any good anymore? Oh, yeah. Well, no, we talk about the whole currency change, Ryan. We know that the currency has not changed. His piles of money are just fine. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Come along with us. We're after Kafka. Phew. I didn't... I don't know if I have it in me anymore. What are you saying? I'm just a gambler. 
I just want to be left alone. This world is too chaotic for me. What's worse, I've lost my wings. Setzer's like, there's no point. I don't have an airship. I'm just going to sit here and drink until the world's fully over. Something I love about Setzer is he's the kind of person who's almost like he has an arbitrary wall just because he's like, let me see if they're really serious. Because <laughs> yeah. like before, he like he thought we were Maria and we were like, we want you to come help us. And he was like, I don't know. And then we kind of like pushed him a little further and he's like, you know what? I am fully on board. Yeah. 100%. And it, now he's sitting here going, it's hopeless. I don't want to come. You want to live in this world as it is? No? Then do something about it. And we're like, come on, Setzer. And he's like, you've convinced me. Yes. <laughs> I will go with you. You've convinced me. Yeah, it, it took a little... <laughs> All right, you win. Oh, I'm starting to feel lucky. He's not just like tacitly like, you win. I'm going to come with you. <laughs> or is, is that the voice? He's like, you win. I'll come with you. Yeah, he, yeah he's yeah, exactly. Maybe maybe we lean too hard on the Don Pardo, but it, put Don Pardo in the context of like Don Pardo is a Superman, a superhero. <laughs> right. Announcing his like intention. Right. <laughs> I will go Ooh. and I will save the boy. Exactly. Like that. Maybe that we were almost <laughs> yeah. there. Instead of going, shift it slightly. Instead of going announcer, go like announcing myself, you know? With your host, Superman. I am a gambler. (laughs) I am here to play cards. Yeah, some Setzer music. Thanks. I needed that. Now let's go visit Daryl's tomb. I love this reaction because, again, all we said to him was like, come on, Setzer, you want to do this. And he goes, thanks, I needed that. Now let's go visit my dead lover's tomb. (laughs) Well, yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't even quite say that. He just says, let's go visit Daryl's tomb, as though all of us, everyone here knows exactly what he means. And that we want to go visit a grave? Why yeah. would? Why is that our priority? Well, he lays it out right afterwards that he's like, we got to get another airship. Come on, we got to right, go to Daryl's right. tomb. But one funny thing about our reaction here is like, I'm almost certain he hasn't mentioned Daryl before. But us as players are going, I think we've heard of him. I think he's mentioned Daryl once in this game. Daryl? I don't know. I've heard of Daryl before. I think it happened once because we also have this thing in our head, which we say a bunch going forward, where we're like, Daryl was the name of the mermaid in the first game. Like, so that's where we're getting Daryl from a little bit. But I mean, like, what I think is funny is like, at this point, you've gotten so much information over such a long time. They can just throw things at you. That you yeah. haven't seen and imply you should know about them, and, and you we'll can go be like, yeah, 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 you could yeah, be fully yeah, exactly. gaslit by it. <laughs> but he's also like, it's kind of crazy that he was going a minute ago, like, and I don't have an airship, and so there's no reason to do anything. Wait a minute, there's another airship. Let's go get it. That's what leads me to believe that he's actually been sitting there drinking, oh, planning, yeah. like going like, and then when we show up, he's like, I'm I gonna pretend make sure to that not, they're serious. yeah. <laughs> We're gonna get a mermaid from the first game. Airship that is. Yes. Is Daryl the name of his ship? Is Sid still alive? Sid died. We watched. I mean, can we get him? Fed to, him but, fish. Yeah, but Sid has been dead he before. He was not an airship mechanic. Right. He was a bioengineer guy. Yeah. I still. I'm, it's gonna be a lot to get that association out he, of my head. He really died. Like we watched him die a slow death. Death. We fed him fish not until like a he magic was dead. death or right. a fighting death. <laughs> He but wasn't like he was behind a closed door. And he died. <laughs> <laughs> a handsome man with a quaint way of talking visited our village recently. He kept saying thou to everyone. Hmm. Doesn't sound like anyone I know. Yeah. 
So the next place we find is the new location of Kolingen, mm-hmm. which, unlike Mobley's, is it's another one that's mostly intact still. It's got the same arrangement. Some of the buildings seem somewhat busted up. Yeah, a little bit. Well, that one over there, that's the abandoned house. Oh, that is the... Yeah, that was so that house busted. has always looked right. like that. It's been through a lot. <laughs> over years and years. Actually, you know what? It's probably like the best built house in the village. No one's even maintaining it. It's been through the end of the world. It still looks just as good as it did the last time we saw it. Before the end of the world. <laughs> this is the town we know is like Locke's hometown. So right. like his comatose girlfriend is in the basement here. Mm-hmm. But walking around, we don't really hear about Locke first. We hear about Cyan, who's somewhere in the world near yeah. here. Then we run into the brother of the guy who wanted to build that war coliseum right. again. There's still some people with vision, even in this world, like my brother up north. It's as if the plants have lost their will to live. Even the plants have given up. They've, they've, they're not, it's not that the ground is not good enough for them now, but they've lost their will to live. They've lost their will. Wait, go in the basement of that house. Which house? That one right there. Wait, I can go, I can go around here. Yeah. Oh. The, the thing might happen there at some oh. point, because this is this place. Oh. We're in the basement where Locke keeps his, like, comatose girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Huh? Locke? He must be searching the world over that, for that fabled treasure. Find the treasure and you'll find Locke. Who are you? That's Locke's girlfriend. Right, that's, right, duh, 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 duh. It's tragic, and it's sort of his fault that it's tragic. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it would have been tragic nonetheless, but he's made it infinitely more tragic. Yes, he has. <laughs> yes. He's turned it into, like, a gothic horror thing. Mm-hmm. Like Frankenstein <laughs> or a... Okay, so Cyan was through here and Locke is out searching for that fabled treasure that will like bring their soul back to their saber. Husk. Their husk. Their sleeve. <laughs> Altered carbon. Oh Brand yeah, that's that's where that's from. Steampunk thing. Yeah. Or, or cyberpunk thing. Where that's the future. And people are disposable, and other people are powerful, and nothing is fair. <laughs> Man, that's a description of, like, every modern peak TV show. Yeah, well, like, the point of the show is somebody going, like, look how not fair it is. It's I pe- can't handle how unfair it all is. It's so unfair. It's intentionally unfair. Because people are cruel. Uh, and if you if you had the opportunity to be cruel, you would take it in a second. Exactly. Because you know God, you're cruel in your heart. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> and it's... Technology. We make our way like north to the Coliseum. Mm-hmm. The brother of the guy who was all excited about his vision. Mm-hmm. His vision's becoming a reality. Well, one funny thing about this is when we first met him, he was like, yeah, my brother's a little weird, but he's harmless. He lives up north outside of town. <laughs> and to see your brother go from like weird with violent bad ideas to right. like, oh, he's uh, now fully realized them and he runs like a death business. This must be what like, <laughs> if Mark Zuckerberg successful. has a brother... <laughs> Yeah, seriously. And he'd be like, he was weird and had these dumb ideas, but now he, like, runs the world. Proud of him, I guess. <laughs> Coliseum. Oh, my God. The more precious the item wagered, the better your prize will be. Uh-oh. This is Dragon's this is- Neck Coliseum. Champions from all over the world come here to fight for prizes. I smell a minigame. This sounds like minigame music. Look who's behind the desk. Oh, my God. Look at me! I'm a receptionist! <laughs> now you better watch what you bet, or Master Chupon will come and take it from you. We killed both of them. We killed Chupon too, right? 
Yeah, well, we fought them in the sky, but it's like, when they disappear, are they dead, or are they... who knows? Chupon sneezed us off the boat, right. onto the floating continent. We never finished killing him. Yeah, so I guess he works here, too. We don't see him, but he definitely... he's like the guard... Maybe yeah, I know, but like I'm just trying to stress here, Ultros and Chupon are employees at this place, right? Like they're not running any of this. <laughs> Wait a minute, I love the Im- imagination of like, and then they had to get hired and fill out resumes. And yeah, like I know. Go on an like, interview where they were like, exact- I really care about the Death Coliseum. Exactly, it's like my yeah. passion, and I just want to be near it. You know, I'll take a reception job if I have to. Yeah, Ultros was like, the thing I care about most is customer satisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that people say about me is that I work too hard. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe he's just a friendly receptionist. He could just be. I, I have a feeling he is. I'm an Imperial Trooper. Probably the last of them. I have some valuable information for you. Talk to the Emperor twice. Use this when you've found the place where the Emperor hid a secret treasure. Okay. Okay. Let's not forget Hold on that. A second. Yeah, take a pick. Yeah. We do the modern way of taking notes about clues, which is pull out your phone and take a picture of the TV. And always leads to, I completely forgot I took that picture. I've taken a million pictures since then. It's like buried in a stack of pictures. But the key thing that we're trying to remember is something about talking to the Emperor twice. Yeah, and I mean, one thing I love about this part of the game is you're regularly getting clues like this just dumped on you by people who are going, this is a clue. Yeah. Like, And then they tell you something that's not going to make sense and tell it suddenly does. You're like, all right, I just need to remember that meaningless phrase until one moment that meaningless phrase will slot into reality. Exactly. Emperor, is the Emperor alive? No, he's dead. Because the Emperor was up to some really weird shit. Ultros is your receptionist. He couldn't pay his debt, so I put him to work. I figure he'll be here for about another hundred years. Because <laughs> he's so in debt. He racks up a lot of debt. This guy built this old castle, like, since the downfall of the world? Yeah, seems like he built the whole thing. I mean, look at how old it looks. I'm talking about how, like, look at how old the castle is. Like, what do I expect them to make it out of, like, glass and steel? Like, it's a modern art painting? I know, you're like, it's been a whole year. Hasn't castle design come a long way? (laughs) Right, like, now they're (laughs) building materials out of... I don't know why I didn't question it at the time, but I thought you just meant, like, it looked worn down. (laughs) But it doesn't. (laughs) No, I'm like, it's built out of old stones. This is a modern thing. I don't know what I'm expecting. Siegfried. Someone's been pretending to be me. Don't be fooled. Oh, this was the guy who was in that cave. Okay, chapter three or four or whatever of Siegfried. I believe this is the final Siegfried I'm event. Not, are you sure about that? Well, we come back here and talk to him again, but I don't think he, like, Do we appears. ever see somebody like th- him in the wild again? I don't think so. Either way, this is, it's all been leading to this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is him telling us something confusing. Well, the last time we saw him, he was like, I'm going to run ahead and defeat all the monsters. And then we, like, followed him up. There were a bunch of monsters there. And then we run into him at the the treasure and he's like I'm taking this treasure because he likes treasure he's just a guy who lives in the world 
who's looking for cool items. And some people work for him sometimes, like I ultras. Guess, but I mean, like, this line he says about somebody's been impersonating me. And right. throughout the game, his name has been spelled two different ways. Right. And here it's spelled with an S, and Siegfried. right before this, you know, you were walking around in the world with people going, like, I have a confusing thing to tell you. Mm-hmm. It's a clue. Right. And he yes. tells you something confusing. And so you, and you, there's no way to not think, like, this will be revealed. Right. Something know? is going to happen here. I I guess the other guy was probably pretending to be this guy. The first Siegfried, who was named with the Z, Mm -hmm. that we ran into was like a joke of a fight. But they also say that Siegfried is like the greatest fighter of all time and that he hangs out in this Coliseum and he's like wins at fighting. That's what. So there is a second Siegfried who we ran into at least at one time who's pretending to be him, who's going like, I'm the most fearsome sword in the world. Don't try me because I don't actually have those abilities. But if you think I do, then you won't even. Yeah, it's like it's all just muddled enough that you can connect dots and almost draw a picture. (laughs) But then you look at the dots again and go like, but they can connect up like this too. (laughs) No, it's like nothing is actually there. There's actually nothing there. (laughs) Come find the Coliseum. Let's get a little explanation. So we go finally figure out, like, how does this Coliseum work? Yeah. Let's get the informational rundown. You fight for items, etc. First, you choose the thing you want to wager. The explanation we're given for how the Coliseum works is that it starts off simple enough, which is you pick an item, you wager that item, you have a one-on-one fight, and then they allude to something about the fight being an auto battle. Right. Auto battle? Which they don't explain at all, really. But we're going to learn, like, once you go into the fight, it's just going to do stuff automatically without right. you able to control or input anything. It's interesting. We'll parse it out a little more as we go. But we're very quickly like, fuck it, let's try. Yeah. Let's fight. What should we wager? Let's wager magicide? Like, let's see how it works before we put anything we might actually want out there. All right, let's put... A phoenix down? Yeah. I would do Edgar or Sabine. Versus the Cactrot? Yeah, why is it Is that our first ever Cactar? That's... That might be the first Cactar that we've seen. That we've seen. So yeah, we've wagered a phoenix down, and an auto battle begins with a Cactrot. Yeah. Cactrot starts fucking us up. Depending on the item you pick, I think you'll get a different enemy is like sort of how it works. Mm -hmm. Like the item and the enemy are tied together. The item and the prize you get also if you win are tied together. Yeah. If you wager certain weird weapons, you'll get other weird weapons. It's in a roundabout way that will come up in Final Fantasy games in the future. It's actually what it is. It's like kind of a crafting system, but it's not presented. Like or that. like a trading system. Yeah, it's it's like it's, a trading. It's like up. the most obtuse. It's like that guy who took like a paperclip and then he like traded it and traded it and traded it until mm-hmm. he bought a house. Yeah, yeah, it's that kind of a thing. <laughs> but in a coliseum. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh fuck. <laughs> um, Why? I mean, he's missing. Why is he missing? I mean, I don't know why we couldn't hit that cactus. The way the fight works, too, is depending on what character you choose, they select inputs at random. Right. So if it's Sabine out there, he can, like, sometimes do blitz moves at random. Sometimes he'll just attack. You have no control over this. All you can do is wager a specific item. Right. And we're fighting these cactrots, and we can't seem to even touch them. Well, I keep doing, I keep going like, well, that one didn't work. Let's just try it again. Yeah. Like doing the insane move. Almost like we're pulling a slot machine again and again, going like, maybe it'll just work out. Right. And I, well, because I keep going like, let's wager another Phoenix down. Yeah. He's doing blitzes. 
and it's missing. How do we fight this cactus? I don't... Dead. Okay, it hit him for one hit point. Okay. We got somewhere. Doubt that. Why can't we hit him? Is it a scam? Right. Is it a scam? I don't think so. I bet there's way more things than the cactus to fight. How is this a game in miniature form at all? I bet... I, uh, if this is anything like later ones I've played, this is how you're gonna get some secret magicite or some ultimate weapon, or there's something... Like, mm. you're gonna take this game all the way to the end to get some mm -hmm. item that you can only get. Mm. <laughs> that sounds right. This is a chops of the highest level. This is the highest level chops. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, it says equip sensor with the dice. And then... And the dice will kill the cactus. We obviously don't understand what the dice do. And you would figure that out because cactus's natural enemy is dice. It's gotta be something to do with how the dice cause damage. It's gotta be that the dice are not a, even a physical thing, but he wagers some kind of... I want to once again thank the patron saints of Final Fantasy who have done things like put charts on the internet of <laughs> what every single enemy you can fight is and how to fight them and what you win and all of this because without it... Oh my God, without... This, how, how would this be a thing you can do? So, I mean, at this point we start to realize like these Colosseum fights are basically puzzle fights where you've just got to like know this character equipped with this stuff will just through statistics do right. the right moves to win. You set the initial <laughs> conditions. Exactly. <laughs> we don't even have the right items for this. We need a ribbon relic to do some of these. We're probably gonna have to come back here. Yeah, it seems that way. I think the Colosseum, we're going to have to figure out the Colosseum eventually in order to get Shadow back. Hmm. Of course he's fighting in the Colosseum. Yeah, I don't know if he's here yet, but Things I'm gleaning, I think we're going to have to jump through crazy hoops to get Shadow back. It's going to be like getting Chrono back. Like, first of all, to even have him alive is like a miracle. <laughs> yeah. Wiz claims it would take 30 minutes to get to Beverly Hills right now. Or I could just play Final Fantasy. It's something that is still on the table, for sure. <laughs> I think you should probably go to this thing. What we're discussing right now is Jeff had, like, plans to go see a friend he hadn't seen in a while. Well, it was even more than <laughs> it that. It's like, like a special a good event. friend of mine's screening of her movie. Right, yeah, yeah. A thing that's going to happen this one time that you were invited to, and you're seriously weighing, <laughs> like, maybe I should just cancel on them right. and play this game. Yeah, this was like a friends and family <laughs> screening of, like, a new movie. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? What if we just played Final Fantasy? I think you definitely should. Like, there's gonna we we're gonna play more Final Fantasy. Like, I know, but I want to play more today. Yeah, but the, you know, you shouldn't let your whole life get. But we can't play more tomorrow. I know. I got cream in the oven. <laughs> you know, I mean, I got cream in the oven. I got. I'm supposed to go to a movie. Okay, so there's ultimate weapons and armor that we can get at this place. Do we have what we need to wager? We might not have what we need to win. Mmm. I, I love that I was like, do we have what we need to bet it? And you were like, well, we we can't win the bet. And I'm like, who, don't, who cares about that? That comes wager later. Wager the regal gown. You get the Minerva Bustier, which is the best armor for Celeste and Terra. Can you wager money? No. Setzer would probably have a problem with that. 
this is what you're talking about. This is the new economy for real here. That's why this guy could build a whole place. Is he's like, it's not about gold pieces, it's about stuff. It's like, <laughs> back to a barter economy. Mm -hmm. Can't kill your enemies with gold. Well, Setzer does. True, true. He, that's exactly what he does. Where, what is... Money dogs. What is the next thing? Before we go to the next thing, we decide to do some grinding. Yeah, we gotta get some money to buy some better armor. And there's some dogs in this area that you can fight. The dogs have tons of cash. They're flush. Oh, we gotta go find to Daryl's. Oh, you remember when you were like, what is this? Is this a house? There's just a mound. I think we should go there. Okay. Because he said something about Daryl's grave. We were like, what is this? This has to be a thing. It's Maybe a bush. Is the bush the grave? That mound. That, I don't know. It's a mound. It's a mound, but it's a bush. It has bushes on it. They've grown since <laughs> it became a mound. Humans are fertile enough to grow bushes if you bury them in a place. Humans are like bush seeds. But it might not be a person. If you bury a bush, bush, or if you bury a human... Well, you could do that thing that people want to do. Where the tree pod? The tree pod mm -hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Which or there's seems like, I don't know, put me in a swamp and plant a bunch of Venus flytraps on me, you know? <laughs> I don't want to be a tree. Well, why not? You know what you might like is there's a Swedish company that will freeze you to, like, damn near oh, zero degrees Kelvin. And then they use sound waves to they shatter your body into a million yeah. pieces. Which <laughs> is, like, better than burning it. It's, like, the most eco-friendly way to destroy a body, right? Yeah, because it also, like, like leaves behind pacemakers. Yeah. <laughs> you can, like, reuse the pacemaker. <laughs> That's got to be an expensive way to get rid of a body. I think... Yeah, so I don't know. Actually, it's surprisingly the cheapest. <laughs> well... Deep freeze it and you shatter it into pieces. Well, that was like when I found out that you can have your pet cloned today, right now. Yeah. Uh, and it's like $25,000, and I was like, people spend more than that on a car. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, uh, you know, there was a case where a guy had his dog cloned while his old dog was still around, and the puppy and the old dog were like instantly best friends. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, yeah. That's... I never thought... Cause I, I was like, I wouldn't want to clone my pet. I would want two like of the same. dozen of them <laughs> <laughs> that all know each other. Yeah, they all have the same exact and genes. I just give I them mean, numbers instead of names. It's basically it's not clones in the way that we think of clones. It's just identical twins. Yeah, that's what I mean. They're yeah. genetically identical. Right. Yeah. But they, like, have different experiences and develop different personalities. Well, yeah, they're not grown in tubes and come out full grown and go like... They don't have the me memories of your old dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah tell me who I am. <laughs> but if you could get, like, ten of exactly the same dog who are the same age... Mm-hmm. 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 That would be an amazing thing to see. Really? I think they would have yeah. the same markings. Wow. I think. Whoa. <laughs> right? Yeah. Fingerprints, for example, comes from the unique way that a baby, like, paws at the interior when it's a fetus. Mm. And so it, like, pulls and stretches at the fingers and then makes all these loops and stuff. And the possibility that you would make exactly the same motions at exactly the same time in development as somebody else is, like, nearly impossible. Which is why identical twins have different, e have different fingerprints. fingerprints. But I don't think spots are like that. Yeah, I bet they're the same. I think you'd get the exact same markings as what's on Haley. 
Otherwise, your money back. Otherwise, you'd be like, this isn't my dog. The spots are the different. cloning people don't have a lot of money back guarantees. You don't think so? No. <laughs> I have a feeling you sign a lot of papers and they're like, you get the animal that comes out. You definitely, they, they have like testimonials and shit on their website. But then there's the argument of like, a lot of dogs are put down because they don't have homes because of puppy mills and... Yeah. Other horrible shit, and you're taking you're taking a dog away from from what a from a life. All those homeless birds out there too. Oh my god, the the dogs are different. I know. I'm just being a dick. About <laughs> I do it. like that point though. <laughs> and so the chipmunks animals that don't the, live in homes. They, they, none of them have homes. I mean, that's why I make birdhouses all day. So that the birds don't have to be homeless anymore. Yeah, but I get all of my dogs from puppy mills. It balances out. <laughs> I have an, an I ethically build, neutral food footprint. All day I build birdhouses. So we're going to go Bush to the, Mountain. Go to Bush Mountain. Mount Bush, where they buried George. The airship might be named Daryl. Like, if that, for some reason, I think that. Oh. Let's switch up the espers. Good call. So after doing some grinding and talking, we finally show up at Daryl's Mound. This, this person, she was your friend? Well, this is her tomb. This it's, is Daryl's tomb. It's like a mound of dirt with two bushes on top. But tombs are underground. Yes! <laughs> she was a piece of work. Nothing scared her. She was a real piece of work. Oh, we're going under the mound? This is not like a built-in thing. Look, like... Is there a door? Do you see a door in that mound? He's going to open it. Yeah, but like, do tombs work like that? Well, it's not like you go to the pyramids and there's a front door and you can just get into the central chamber. Right, but tombs are not only like the pyramids. Like, aren't I'm just there thinking tombs of famous where you, tombs. I'm try, yeah. Well, I'm just saying like normal people get like normal run-of-the-mill tombs. Okay, and this is Daryl. Daryl is obviously, she because this tomb we're about to walk we, into is, is fucking an, crazy. Well, it's also... <laughs> It's a tomb that's big enough to have an airship. It's big enough to have a lot of people in it. <laughs> Could be anything lurking down here, so keep your eyes peeled. It's what we call a dungeon. Daryl's tomb. tomb. Basement one. This is a huge tomb. So he was like, let's go to Daryl's tomb, which is actually a different thing. <laughs> Basement two. How many rooms does Daryl need to be dead in? Whoa. The tomb's carved Whoa. something? In one of the many rooms in this tomb, there's a tombstone. Okay, wait, is this where she's actually buried? Under this tombstone? I don't think so, I think, because I think this is just like a puzzle tombstone. Right. It has nothing written on it. Right. It's an empty <laughs> tombstone. But you know what's weird to think about? Going into an underground tomb that has, like, headstones in it. Right, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> what? <laughs> but so it gives you the option to carve something into it, and so we're like, yeah, let's carve carve a dick in there or something. Like, I don't know. Nothing appropriate comes to mind. Uh, okay, okay, fair enough. If you try to carve something, it's just like, you can't think of anything good. Which is kind of funny, because I imagine Celeste standing there like with a little like chisel or something, and she's like, I want to, but I just can't think of the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> Bolt to meet you. Is there Bolt 3 in the world? I, there is. It's happened to us, but I don't think we have it. Oh, it's probably associated with one of those espers we haven't met. Yeah. Raise the water? Yeah. 
So there's multiple floors. Yeah, and we're finding switches that will like raise and lower water levels. Right. The bottom floor is like flooded. Mm-hmm. And you can pull a switch and unflood it and explore areas. Right. It's not like hard to figure out, but there is some like mild puzzling about mm-hmm. like when does the water level up? When should right. it be down? Where is the turtle? How do I get across? Right. There's another turtle in here, <laughs> by the way, <laughs> that has to do with the water level. Cool tomb. Bury me in a puzzle tomb. <laughs> How scared would you be to like go into a house or any building really where you can go down to basement three? Like you just walk down the stairs oh into God. the basement and then against the other wall, there's another set of stairs that goes down further. <laughs> no. And then you make it into basement three <laughs> of the house and you're like, I'm what, 30 feet underground at least? Yeah. Basement three, by the way, can be flooded by any at any time. There's yeah, a switch. <laughs> well, we built the switch, it'll three, flood. But it's below the water table, so it's not a very good place to be. <laughs> Wait a minute. Aren't parking garages basement two, three, and there four? There are like big buildings that have yeah. many like basements, but, like a but house. it's always like unclear. If it was like a, ha- like a I, suburban I mean house. I like the feeling of feeling like you're definitely underground. Like yeah. on the other side of right. this wall is the ground. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and then above you is also underground. Like you go yeah, up no, and you're not out. No. <laughs> Let me out of here. You were right. We can't get into this room right now because there's water in it. Genji helmet. Yeah, that cream is looking crusty on top. Oh yeah? What? Yeah. Crusty? Yeah. Well, it's got like a skin. It's got a skin on it, huh? Oh yeah. Well, maybe it's a tasty skin. Well, in the instructions, it was like, you're gonna wanna cr- scrape it all up and take the skin part off and get the cream in the middle. Yeah, but the second layer. Yeah. See, I can lower this and then I right. should be able to get back in that room. Right, the turtle. Hmm. Tomb City. Another room in Daryl's tomb, Mm -hmm. the tomb for Daryl, has four headstones in it. Right. But once again, I don't think anyone's buried under any of these headstones because they they don't have people's names on them or anything. They're just part of Daryl's puzzle tomb. But these four tombstones, this is great. Letters have been carved here. Yarrow. Here we go. Yarrow. I smell a puzzle. Q S S I. W-E-H-T-D-L-R-O. Do you want to write all these letters down? Wait, no, this is a broom thing. Go to the first one. Go to the one to your right. Oral. Go to the one to your right. Yeah. The wa- The world. Uh-huh, the world. Oh, God. <laughs> yep, oh, my, this is straight up broom. Oh, my God. Tangible personal growth. Yes. <laughs> Those of you who remember season one. We had a puzzle in season one where there were brooms and they were saying things backwards to us and we could not figure it out because in season one, we were but spring children we were of little the Final babes. Fantasy world. <laughs> we couldn't read backwards. And now we can read backwards. Jeff is about to be like, we got to get the works out. We got to get the pencil. We got, And I'm like, no, 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 we don't. We've seen this before. I'm so impressed that you actually remembered that. It prepared us. I almost missed it. That's the really fucked up thing. Gotta start reading backwards. Yeah, but I was reading them backwards in an order where it was going forwards. Yeah, no. (laughs) So, the world... This is probably what we're gonna need to carve into that other thing. Hopefully. The world is... is square. Square. The world is square. Okay. The world is square. 
A time cube, but actually four time dimensions. It's a flat earth theory. The world is square soft. That's what it's, that's what it means. The world is also soft. The world is square soft. I know there's no fucking answer to this question, but who wrote this? Who put this here? Oh, you mean like in the world in of the, the game? In the world of the game, who created this tomb? Censor. He put the world as square backward onto four tombs that if you carve it into another tomb, you get another clue? I mean, here's another hypothetical. Since I have been like the game's advocate this right. whole time, yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah. put on my game advocate hat. And <laughs> Setzer is hypothetically the only one who knows this tomb is here because he's been flying around the world saying, I have the only airship, but right. he knows that's not true. We know that Setzer had something to do with the construction of this tomb. Now... What I'm going to posit... You do know that, I guess. I mean, it's reasonable to assume, I think. Yeah. I'm going to posit that Setzer didn't build this thing himself, but hired people to build it. So maybe one of the engineers he hired to make it, he was like, there's got to be puzzles. You need to make some puzzles. And that person that we never meet did it. I don't know who builds puzzle tombs or what contractor is doing it. Well, these days, not enough people do, obviously. <laughs> yeah, that's true. A lot of flowers in this place. Huge number of flowers, and they love... To eat poison. Doom pollen. Yeah, you can't think of anything to write. But then you thought the world is square. And it all made sense. Yeah, now I want to write that. I hope that's what it is. I'd be surprised if it's not. Okay. Alright. So, how do I make this backwards? Or, 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 the wa. The wa. Oraled. Isqua. Isqua. Air. Yeah, look at that. it. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't inspired earlier, and then this came to me. Find the experience egg hidden in a back room in the third basement. So if you carve the world as square onto this headstone backwards, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, a disembodied voice tells you to find the experience egg, which is hidden somewhere. Which, I guess that's Daryl's spirit, maybe? I don't know, but it makes me think, like, we have all this amazing technology now, but you know what we don't have? Carve this word in a rock and, like, a door opens. We don't have like, that. Why don't we have that yet? God, is Come there on. a way we can make that? I'm surely we can. I mean, no one has because why? Well, you but have to have like sensors in the I stone, know. or something that looks at the stone and sees. Oh yeah, yeah. Like a, yeah, that's or easy. Or you would need a stone that can feel what you're carving into it. The stone is a sensor or something. <laughs> I that's don't know. what I'm saying. You embed it that's, in the that's stone. That's like the ideal. It's right. like a stone that. But anyway, I wish that I'm just was putting in real it out life. there because you know I now have vague aspirations when I'm very old to build my own puzzle tomb to be buried <laughs> in, and I need to make sure that by the time I get there, like. The parts are ready. <laughs> but anyway, we learn about the experience egg. It's an item that we're going to go get. We got to find that egg. We're finding that egg. This isn't related to talk to the king twice. No, I don't think so. Well, now I got to go shut off the water to go back down to the third basement. This place has really two types of monsters. Yeah, that's a thing I, I could criticize this game for is the monster variety in each area is typically very low. Can't go over there. Mm. Try going up and around and down because I think after you hit that switch on the bottom, we heard that noise, but we didn't That's check. Maybe that opened gotta the door. be what that is. And you can go. But why did it say hidden in the? Because you're gonna basement? go back down again to the third basement. Durr. 
Oh, we're there, baby. We're there. No, 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 no. We're cutting a ton of this out, but like, I couldn't find this room in the third basement. I'm like, we're there in the third basement. Where's the room? Yeah, a lot of games, like when you solve that first puzzle, would just give you a chest right there and be like, here's the item. This right. one is like, there's yet another step to this puzzle too. And it's a hidden door. It's like doorways in this game are all very clear. Except for the Except ones that are not. Except for this one. <laughs> yeah. Except for this one. I don't think there's any other that's really like this. No, there's some that are like behind houses that are, there's okay. other ones that are right. like obscured by the environment. But they're unusual. But I'm walking into the wrong doors, and you're like, no, wait. Oh, you mean in the early in that room? Yeah. There it is. What is it? <laughs> it's a relic that doubles experience for whoever's wearing it. Oh, it's one of those. Yeah. We were talking about that. Yeah. Should we put it on somebody? I guess we might as well, as long as we're fighting so well in here. Yeah, yeah. Just like bump Ooh. someone up really high. Who? Celeste? Yeah, we could put it on her. There's something about the jumble that is easier to my brain, where I'm like, you no, rearrange them all. The jumble, no, that's not easier. <laughs> I love this, because it's like, I know what it is. It's like the way you're used to engaging with stuff always starts, like, at this level. Like, right. high, higher than what we're dealing with now. Yeah, I'm like, it couldn't be that simple, because that's below the minimum That's below what I of... engage with. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you're not even, it's not even on your rate. Like, the way to fool you is to, like, take some puzzles from, like, a kid's menu, and well, then, like, make them look like it's, like, a thing for adults. But and that, you'll look at it, and you'll go, like, I don't, well, I don't that's understand the thing this. Is, like, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, if you made it this far into the game, you're beyond child puzzles. <laughs> no. You, you know, it's There's like, children. No, this, who beat this kid. This is still for kids, it, <laughs> yeah. it, all the way through. Oh, Daryl sleeps here. Who is Daryl? Well, there was a mermaid named Daryl in the first game. There was a mermaid game. named Daryl. I thought maybe he was saying, like, let's go to where I keep my spaceship. Yeah, I no, you were pretty sure about the, Oh, boy. Dolholland. We find the center of Daryl's tomb where Daryl sleeps mm -hmm. and we run into a monster. Yeah, we get into this boss fight. I like this design. I feel like this is a design we'll see again, kind of where it's like a chariot with a ghost demon horse thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like an <laughs> ethereal horse. Yeah. What are you doing to me? I'm okay with nothing, you. Apparently. Nothing. Do you think Bolt is going to heal him? Do you think Chainsaw is going to kill him? Do you think Fight is going to hurt him? I think Fight is going to hurt him. Yeah, we got him. Dead. Oh, that was good. So that opened a door. Yeah, and when are we going to invent the mechanism where when you kill a monster, a door opens? I know, sir. I mean, like, I can imagine if we were going to hook it up with today's non-esoteric technology. Uh -huh. The way you would do it is, like, whatever that monster is, you'd have to have, like, a, an Apple watch on them or something that's reading their <laughs> vitals, right? Yeah. And then when they die, the door opens. Right. It, the watch is but that Bluetooth connected that Bluetooth to the Bluetooth door. Yeah. It's working all the time. No, it's not good enough yet. We need something we better. We need Bluetooth 6.0. Yeah. Daryl sleeps here. Among the monsters. Among the monster flowers. Do you think all these flowers were like, people loved Daryl. They used to come they and put flowers, flowers on the grave, and, and then the monsters. world ended and now they're monster flowers. Yeah, I think that's likely. You can't just go around irresponsibly planting flowers anywhere. Especially not haunted old tombs. That's the worst place to put a flower, on somebody's grave. 
So we find Daryl. Yeah, we end up in a, like a cutscene where we're walking diagonally down a long set of stairs. It's one of those like sets of staircases from like the Mines of Moria in right. Yeah, it has no hand railing and right. it seems narrow and it goes down very far. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like as you descend the stairs, behind you in the black space are like these scenes that are playing out from mm-hmm. the past. Of, yeah. Like, back when Daryl and Setzer were hanging out. You know what? This makes me like Setzer even more because it's like when we met him, he didn't pull someone aside and go like, I have something very mopey to lay on you. He like has kept this all to himself and now we see it like in his mind. Right. And But the first scene that's playing out is Daryl, when she was young, talking to Setzer about this new experimental airship, mm-hmm. the X-1. This experimental airship is probably a bit unstable. You can't be serious. What are you trying to prove? Is Daryl his wife? Daryl must be the woman who made his ship for him. <laughs> so she's like, I want you to have your own casino where you can fly yeah. in the air you can and just gamble, gamble forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Watch your step. Watch yeah, this does seem, seem very dangerous. Stairway. Yeah, seriously, it's a terrifying stairway. Down here is my other memory. Something should happen to me. The Falcon's yours. It's Falcon. The Falcon is the name of the ship. Daryl is a person. Mm-hmm. Nonsense. I'll win the Falcon from you when I whip you in a race. Oh, boy. Because Setzer can't help but place wagers. Mm-hmm. He can't help but gamble. He's like, I'll race you. My airship and yours. And it won't be dangerous at all. <laughs> You'd better clear out of my way. Big talk, buster. They have a report. Come to my museum of memories. Yeah, we saw. Keep going. Downstairs. Is this what's down the stairs? Down the stairs is a wild ride. Through the air or something. (laughs) Yeah, we we go full dissociative. Like, Setzer is walking down there remembering, and then suddenly it's like he can't even see the stairs anymore. Right. He's going like, oh. And then we were flying around, and we were racing each other through the skies. He might have the most tragic story, because like Mm. Locke's tragedy, he partially visited on himself. Right. Cyan is like a, a fucking psychopath. We haven't gotten anyway, but, but, <laughs> but like this guy just was like, I used to have this amazing life where the one person I loved who was my match, we would fly through the air together. Yeah. And then that went away and I just moved on with my sad gambling addiction. <laughs> yeah, I'll just kidnap an opera singer who I know is out there. Yeah, did we meet him at like rock bottom? <laughs> he was like... I mean, this is just an assault on the senses. <laughs> Whoa. Why is it going for this? this? No. Whoa. You could look all over the place. That would be a nightmare. Oh, he's he's racing her. Mm. Oh, that's what it it was the view of the race. Come on, stop lagging back there. Or you'll or do you like chewing on my wake? Gross. Gross. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to you. This time's for real. I'm gonna break every record. I'm gonna break the oh, speed no, of sound, no, Daryl, and I'm gonna do it safely. It's too risky to have that much fun. I'll be known as the woman <laughs> who flew closest to the stars. Tell my story to the people. <laughs> be back before sunset. I'll be waiting for you on our hill. Our hill. 
And then she flew too close to the stars and And her died. wax wings <laughs> melted. Stupid story. <laughs> and then she died in an absurd airship accident on the same mountain that Celeste jumped off. Some, oh yeah. Sometimes experimental planes have have serious problems. Yes. That's why they have these oh, experimental wait. pilots. The wreck of the Falcon was found a full year later in a distant land. Oh, so his wasn't called the Falcon. Hers is the Hers is the, the falcon. hot falcon yeah and then okay they did make a point earlier of being like he has the only airship that's because everyone was right. like there used to be two and, and then, then that one one yeah she amelia Earhart'd her way i restored the craft and then put it to rest down here underground underground and we have <laughs> to raise right. it out of I the fucking like, sand I like, and i bet you that's what figaro hit I bet you Figaro hit this because it like shifted its location underground when the no, earth got ripped it hit open. Like some monsters. All right, hey, all this right, isn't right. even near that. All right, fine. I still want it to be the case. This is the Falcon. Falcon? Just like this is a thing that they all have now heard about that they've never mentioned. <laughs> so we get to the deck of the Falcon, the mm-hmm. airship that Daryl used to own, the experimental faster one. The one that crashed and then Setzer found and then buried, and now it works perfectly. Yeah. He doesn't say that he fixed it in the process of no, burying it. No, he does. It. He said he restored it. You know what? He did. So forget that. <laughs> he, he fixed he it up of, and he buried it. He thought of everything at Squaresoft, <laughs> Jeff. This story is airtight. You keep trying to poke holes in it, <laughs> but you can't. You're right. <laughs> You're right. You just can't do it. He fixed it and then he buried it here, okay? <laughs> right. In the tomb. In Daryl's tomb. That's, he put yeah. other tombstones in the mislead I keep people. trying to poke holes. Yeah, you I just can't. can't. You can't. I put it in storage, but I couldn't bear to look at it. But now it just may save us. It looks... Exactly the same as the it other one. It does look not even a little bit different. We can attack Kefka's tower from the air. The Falcon's gonna give us that one last chance at that guy. But first, we need to find our friends. Featuring. We haven't found Locke yet. <laughs> right, right. For, for <laughs> first things first, once I feel hopeful. For once, I feel hopeful. <laughs> Oh, whoa, whoa, what's that? Oh my god, there's a bird? (laughs) Hey, a bird! We have a mode of mail! The mail system is back! This is weird. There's a bird that just shows up on the airship, and they're like, follow that bird! Well, Celeste is, because Celeste is like, she saw the bird with the bandana. So I know, she's but this associated... is the bird with the bandana. This is another bird. I know, but she must be like male pigeons. Like, Locke is using male pigeons. I don't I know. I think she does say in a it second. It is weird. You're right, it's weird. She goes like, I just have a feeling about it. I, I think, think she says that. I think you win this argument. <laughs> I'm trying to, like, defend my client as best I can. <laughs> but, like... <laughs> no, it's just, we see a bird fly to a town and we go we gotta follow that it's bird it's true love Celeste can feel Locke out there in the world you know that's why she left the island in the good first place good thing she can't feel Rachel still alive <laughs> yeah out there in the world she can't feel Locke well enough to feel that but like <laughs> but she senses him yeah oh right because Locke is using birds dude he sent that bird with his bandana and that's what Celeste found yes Sets her, follow that bird. She's like, bird. <laughs> He's like, why? 
following the bird in your plane. He's like, I the bird. I love your point here. I'm imagining being in like a small plane and telling the pilot to follow a bird. Right. That's is so saying. insane. Like you see one bird out the window and you're like, follow that. It's like, we're in a plane. I don't know. Something inside just tells me it's important. <laughs> wow. Technically, though, this airship can just hover too, so oh, it can yeah. go. It could go slow. It's more to of a dirigible. A the idea that it has the finesse to follow a bird, all the same, though, is like <laughs> follow the bird. I know, like the into bird of the trees. Is, I lost the bird in the clouds. Is it? Where is it? It flew into an opening between the roof and the building, and like I can't find it. I don't know. Is this where we're going? Yep. Followed the bird to here, to Miranda. A knight came through here recently. He was amazing, but his heart was full of chaos. When he can cope with his pain, he'll be the mightiest warrior alive. Cyan, huh? Probably. So we're getting hints that Cyan is nearby Mm -hmm. here in Miranda. We also are talking to everybody in town who has just more clues of other things to do. it's just a lot of people with little clues. About big quests. I used to be a thief, but one day I uncovered a secret so awesome I had to run and hide. Oh, well, why don't you tell me about it? A spell ago, some oddball came strolling through here. Kept calling people thou. Uh-huh. Yeah. We've heard all about it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to fight these cactuses for money as much as I can. So while Ryan is grinding and we're just fighting battles and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I, I started perusing the Final Fantasy subreddit and wound up finding out that they had just started Twitch Plays Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. So I'm reading about that. For those of you who don't know, Twitch Plays is a way to play a game via Twitch chat, the video game streaming mm-hmm. service, where everybody together has control over one game. Yeah, like everyone's putting in different inputs, kind of fighting over where the player will walk. It's gotten stuff. big before. They've done like Pokemon and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but I just discovered that they were playing Final Fantasy 1. I mean, is it really Twitch Plays Final Fantasy if there's five to seven people playing it? No. That's, that's not, that doesn't, that's, who cares? <laughs> Did it just start, though? I don't know, I can't tell, I mean, all I it's, know is that we're in a, we're in a store. It seems totally possible that uh, people don't care about Twitch Plays stuff anymore. I used to be a thief. I climbed the Tower of Kefka's followers in spite of the danger, but I got hurt and had to turn back up to the first treasure room. So if you remember, this is the town where we were sending all those letters to. Yeah, this is the pigeon mail town. And we've since been back to Mobley's, so we know for certain that that guy is dead. Right. Because that town is wrecked. And we find the girlfriend who we've been sending all these letters to, and she has, like, all of these flowers that Uh we didn't send. Yeah, and she's like, my boyfriend is still alive, and we've been long distance for a year, and things are better than ever. Look, my boyfriend in Mobley's sent me all these flowers. What the? They're all handmade of silk. And these are letters he has written to me. Oh, are these all the things that we sent her? Well, this is like he's she's still getting shit, and Celeste is going, but wasn't Mobley's demolished by Kefka? Like, we went there. Somebody else must have written these, is what we're saying. Hmm. Can you pick up the letter? Yes, read the letter. My beloved Lola, we're still busy da- trying to rebuild this town. If all goes well, we'll be able to come home to you soon. His handwriting looks a lot like Cyan's, but where is he mailing them from? <laughs> what is wrong with him? Why do we know Cyan's handwriting? I have no idea. 
we've never seen him write anything. There must before. be like a lot going on behind the scenes that's like not a part of the game. Like we have to assume <laughs> that they're like spending a lot of downtime. This looks like a guy I know's handwriting is not something I would say about anybody I know. I know. I'm trying to think of whose handwriting I would know other than my own. Right. And even then I'm like I can't I'm maybe not it's sure. mine. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Could you please attach this reply to a carrier pigeon? What is wrong with him? Why would he do this? What the we're fuck? Gonna, we're gonna find out. That's so fucked He's up. He must be freaking out. I've been saying for a long, long time, whenever we start to bring up Cyan and what a, what a shithead he is, I'm like, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah. And now we got there. We, we, there's more to be explored later still, but like, this is what he's been doing. Yes. Why? What? Uh, anyway, moving on. We'll, we'll get there. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll still get there. Yeah. He's pretending to be this woman's boyfriend. Where is there a bird? Oh, here's a bird. We go to another screen of like, follow that bird. And the bird is like going somewhere on the map. Mm -hmm. And during that time, I'm reading about what's going on in Twitch Plays Final Fantasy. And so I'm distracting Ryan. I know. Neither of us are looking at the screen. And you have to look at the screen for this part. Okay, they're out of the menu. Now they're trying fine. to walk out of the store. What town are they? Oh, they're in the opening town. I think they're trying to get outfitted for their journey still. <laughs> yeah, it's two people putting in Twitch commands to try to get this person to go from the armor shop to the weapons shop. Shit, I didn't pay attention to where that bird flew to. We're probably gonna want to follow where that bird went. Yeah, it won't tell you where the bird flew to if you didn't watch. I mean, part of the biggest problem, too, is, like, the bird flying somewhere. Like, no part of this map looks that distinctive. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's really hard to tell, like, what... It's not like it lands and you go, I know that town. Yeah, it's not like it lands and you're like, oh, it's in the town that has, like, that giant statue next to it. It's just like, it's in the town that's on the grass. <laughs> like... <laughs> I, I threw in a left command and the guy said, hello, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, there's so few people that they're just talking to each other. There's literally only two people and me. I mean, it has five viewers, but only the yeah, three that of doesn't us are sound fun because effectively what that becomes is like you're just playing Final Fantasy again, but as in the worst way in the in it, you're just making it way worse. Because it's also like imagine playing Final Fantasy. Except one input at a time. One input every five seconds. You move one square every like five or ten seconds. A new Patreon tier suggestion, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff and Ryan play Final Fantasy One using a single input at a time, like on Twitch. Oh God! What? How much would we need to make for that to be millions? 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 I think. I, I think I would do it for like five G's. You'd do it for five thousand dollars. Uh, you would play all of Final Fantasy One through Twitch inputs. Could I have the money up front? Or and how long? And then what? Oh, how long? How many years do I have yeah. to complete it over? Yeah, I think five grand's too low. Yeah, you're right. I should value myself higher. Yeah, than like your time. Like how much? If it takes you a year, what's like a good salary? You know what? I'll settle on millions. We'll just say millions. There is no pr reasonable price. If anybody out there does want this and wants to make this happen and has a million dollars of disposable cash. And you better bring a good negotiator with you, too. <laughs> yeah, they're buying some clothes. I don't want to fuck with their flow. I'll get out of here. I like this airship. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's the airship for the post-apocalypse. 
Now that the world has ended, you don't want to be seen stuck in here? yesterday's airship. Exactly. You want cutting edge. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, so so. I don't know, not so so. Oh, is there anything the in there? Flew here. I don't know where the bird came from. God damn it. It is Zozo. Yeah, miraculously, I flew to the right town. So yeah, right now we're standing right next to the right town going, where is it? The funny thing is, is I just probably didn't notice it because I walked in and walked out, but the bird is right there at the very front of the town. You walk into Zozo and the bird is there. Yeah. Didn't the bird go to that one town that we landed here? I watched it. We've landed there and then I sent a letter by bird and the it gave another animation to the bird flying somewhere Son and I wasn't bitch. paying attention. God, why? I, saw, I certainly wasn't. Oh, man. I do well, think that we should see what's, see what's in... Yeah. Oh, wait. The bird's right there! Okay, so this is the right place. Good. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I just got lucky. Well, it also... It makes sense, because as soon as you walked in, I was like, we got to see what happened to the the slums in uh -huh. the apocalypse. Seems like they got rougher. Oh, actually, no. It seems like they're, they're maybe not rougher. This guy is still passed out here. Same guys are passed out. Well, they're not. Maybe they're dead. Maybe now. they're dead this time. Yeah. Great people here. Made it. Finally made it. So we didn't say this, but the bird when we got into Zozo, like there was another animation, and it flew up into a building. And so we go to the main tower of Zozo and go to the top of it, and there's nothing there's there. There's no reason to come back here. They should just fucking lock this door after you leave. Just not where the bird is. How many times did we walk up here? Too many. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, Great. don't. I'm glad I came up here. Fuck, dude, you have to just go all the way back down, don't you? What is... Where did the bird go? It flew somewhere. I thought it flew up a building. Not this one. I mean, it, like... Bird flew like up this way above this building. And those doors. Oh, wait, there was that locked door that's rusted shut. Rusted shut. Yeah, we've reached the parts of the game where it's like straight up playing, like figuring out what to do next is hard. Yeah. It's like nearly the end of the night, and we're like, fucking, I don't wanna just look it up. Yeah. <laughs> I look it up. Okay, so it is the rusted door that you need to get to. Zoso? Never heard of it. Rumor has it. There's someone here who will actually be of help, and that guy is standing right next to the inn. Talk to him to purchase some rust rid for the door. What? I haven't talked to him? The guy next to the inn? And this guy? On the ground? This guy. That guy. With this rust rid, you can open the door. It's yours for $1,000. Obviously, I purchase haven't the talked to him. Rid. The fuck? Yeah, dude. Get out of the way. <laughs> and that's episode 18. Mm -hmm. We are in the town of Zozo, and we just got the rust rid to get the rust off the door, which is where the bird went to so that we can find the bird. But the door leads to a mountain. It's on the third floor of a building. Mm -hmm. We'll get all of that next week. Right, and yeah, this is all leading up to finding another one of our party members. Mm -hmm. Our favorite party member. Our absolute favorite. The best, some would say. But yeah, what a crazy episode. We went to Daryl's tomb, we got the airship in the post-apocalypse. 
I have a feeling a lot of them are going to be like this, like three mini-sodes inside of a sode, you know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> From here on out. But yeah, this is also the end of a night, because I had to go <laughs> do that obligation, oh, yeah. that we were societal like, obligation. Yeah, we were approaching like a whole bunch of societal obligations that were going to prevent us from playing. Yeah. We were like, we're going to play tonight, but then the next day, like, I had to go buy a suit because I had a wedding over the weekend. Right, and right. And we were like, we're not going to be able to get back to it maybe until Monday. So the next episode picks up, like, a week later almost. Well, but I think, actually, I come back the next day after I get my suit to try the clotted cream. <laughs> yeah, that's probably... Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, the, yeah, because next episode, we try the clotted cream. Oh, let's do the billboard segment. Yeah, let's go check it out. I'm told that it is in somewhere deep in Daryl's tomb... I believe near the experience egg. Oh, spooky. So let's go there. So it's a mound? This is a tomb mound. Okay. Well, there's a door in the front of it. The tomb oh, is underground. I see the Yeah, no. I, I, I don't know what kind of tombs this. you're used to again. I'm used to the ones that are... I'm not used to any tombs, actually. What was the last it? tomb you visited? Come on, let's go in. All right, let's go. Let's <laughs> just stop criticizing the tomb. It's fine. Dank and dark in here. Oh man, but pretty nice architecture actually. I Very mean, ornate. Beautiful. Um stone columns. Oh, here's a set of four gravestones. Oh yeah, this is the one uh in the notes it said I gotta carve uh, the world is square on here. Okay. And I brought a little chisel just to Good. Just give me a minute. Okay. It's gonna take some time. Boy, it takes longer to carve a thing than I would have thought, but I guess you never really see that. Yeah, well, you know, my chiseling teacher always taught me that it's not about the final product, but, like, each little chisel is its own journey, you know? That's what but I try to remember. in this case, you're trying to open a door. Like, you, it is about the destination in this case. But Yeah, but I'm just saying, you know, there's nothing you can do to speed up the process of chiseling. You're right. So, you know, this All is, right. just enjoy each little, you know, the way the chisel slides against the rock. Oh my god, my hands are blistered. Well, I appreciate you doing that work. It does look nice, although, like, it's ba in a pretty basic Helvetica font. Yeah, well, you know, I tried to keep the edges clean, at least. It's good, got good kerning on it. I mean, did you hear a door open? I mean, to be honest, I was so hypnotized by the process of chiseling, I, I, I don't know. Well, let's, let's go check out the rest of the tomb and see if the door is open. Oh, well, here's the turtle room. Oh, yeah, the, I mean... We're supposed to jump on that? I'm not going to. I mean, I if don't you want to, the water looks can... really deep. I'm not going to jump in a deep pit of water in a tomb. Well, the turtle held enough weight for a person. Let me just try. Let me jump in. Oh, my God. Get me out. The water isn't normal water. It's, like, thick. I don't know what it is. Uh, it seems probably putrid. It's gross. I mean, how are we supposed to get past? Like, I'm not swimming through that to get to the other side. This turtle went under immediately because it's a turtle who was floating. <laughs> like, what do we What do? We do? Mm. I mean, how worth it is this billboard really going to be? I mean, I'm all wet. Like, I want to get out of here. I, 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 and a puzzle tomb is just not a good location for an advertisement to begin with. Yeah, who is going to even see whatever this billboard is? Other than us. I mean, to be honest, I'm exhausted. That chiseling alone. And I'm all wet. You know what? Fuck it. Let's get the fuck out of here. I agree. So that was a billboard of sorts. <laughs> if you want a billboard, they're $50 a piece. <laughs> you can email nocappodcast at gmail.com with the subject line billboards. 
mm-hmm. if you're interested. Yeah, we have t-shirts for sale over at our website. Yeah, go to noonecanknowaboutthis.com, click on the t-shirt link, or go to etsy.com and type in N-O-C-K-A-T. You Alternatively, you can check out our Patreon, and if you sign up at $10 a month, you get a t-shirt in that deal. Right, which is actually $20 separate, so you get it $10 off and free shipping. Mm-hmm. So it's the best way to do it. <laughs> but if you want a t-shirt, it's $10. The video version at Patreon is $5. You can get the episodes early for $1. That's all at patreon.com slash nocat. Rate and review us on iTunes. Tell a friend. Do that. Please. Please. I don't mean nicely. to be so hostile <laughs> about down, it, but Jeff. I'm just... You've heard they, people they, say this they've before. They've been doing it, and they've <laughs> they been <haven't>. nice. <laughs> You're right. Anyway, <laughs> with that, here's your no one can know about this free dessert. Your coffee at the end of your meal. Mm-hmm. I have a hypothetical to pose to you, Jeff. Okay. How would you feel about espers if there were more than one of each esper in the world? And every time you used that esper... So let's say that there were two... Safframs or whatever. Is that okay. one? Yes, yeah, seraphim. Seraphim. Let's say that you could get eight of those. Uh, eight seraphims and equip them all to everybody, but each seraphim levels up on its own individually. And you can take that one and put it on somebody else, and they have more powerful versions of the same magic. But you would have to level all eight of them if you wanted eight powerful uh, This seraphims. sounds so complicated, I'm lost in what you're trying to ask me. Well, get ready for Final Fantasy VII, my friend. <laughs> Also, how would you feel if there were like a hundred espers? <laughs> oh God, <laughs> Jesus! And that they also interacted in oh, ways that, that were unexpected. Oh, is that what you're describing to me right now? <laughs> is you're actually describing game. what's happening next time? Oh fuck! You're literally saying like each of them. There's multiple ones, and they all level up differently. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>